Let's get ready to shift our shit with the SOS podcast featuring Megan Bartley and Rob Giltner. Welcome back to another a special fun episode of Shifting Our Shit. I'm Rob. And as always, joined by Megan. And Megan, you have a special guest today. Yes. Well, we are recording this on uh, election day. So my kiddos are home from school. And we have my uh, a special guest who is my nine-year-old daughter, Gracie. And I thought it would be fun to ask her some questions that maybe, you know, parents would be curious about either, you know, how a therapist talks with their own child or, um, I don't know, she might have some insights into me and, you know, having an entrepreneur therapist as a mom. Um, I don't know. She might have some of her own things she wants to share. I, I don't know. We'll see how this goes. We don't really have a plan. Yeah. And, and so, Gracie, what I like to do is ask your mom a question first out. and It's very random. And this may be a little unfair because I'm going to ask it to you as well. And this may be a little unfair because today the question's hard. And usually it's like, what animal is today? But I, <laughs> so I'm going to ask it to both of you all. And so, Megan, maybe I'll ask you first. And Gracie, okay. you, can, you can answer as well. But I know it's early. But so far today, if today had to be a movie, what movie would today be? Uh, well, I'm hoping it's not Groundhog's Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't been to the polls yet, so um, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I don't know. Let me think about that for a minute. Um, well, while, while you're thinking, I, I might yeah. say. I, I okay, what's yours? Think, I think today, my, so far today, is Forrest Gump. Uh, just because... I feel like it's it's very early, but I've already been several different places, done a bunch of things, but up since 530 because we have a newborn and right. uh, been all, been all, I feel like I've been out and about and had had a meeting already before this. And so it's, uh, I already feel like I'm in different places and I've always done all these big things like, you know, Forrest Gump meets a president, he plays yeah. for Alabama, he does all these different things, not of that magnitude, I haven't, but it just feels like all over the map. Uh, so yeah, that's so, a so good what, one. What, yeah, that's a good one. Mind? Yeah, what do you have, Grace? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think the B movie. The B movie, like it's mm -hmm. a Pixar or uh, oh, it's Disney. Like, yeah, it's one like, of those. Um, but it, I think it's very light and humorous, and I think today the weather is very nice, and I've had a lot of I've cracked a lot of jokes already. Yeah. So. She she got to go. She also got to go to get donuts with her dad. So that's always a oh, that's, that is fun, fun and light morning, right? So I'm sugared up, so. sugared up. <laughs> good, good, a great answer. And so now Megan, I'll spots on you. Have you have you thought of one? Are you gonna let your daughter show you up? Uh yeah, right. Uh, of course she can show me up anytime. Um, I don't know. I'm I I was I'm thinking of a movie you know that I really like or that I. You know, just funny, irreverent, sort of like 16 Candles, like just a random John Hughes movie. It just feels yeah. like a, a, yeah, it feels like a light kind of day. I mean, we'll see it as it goes since, uh, you know, I still have to get to the polls and do my voting and all that. So we'll see. 
Yeah. I mean, for, I guess maybe for some, depending on what happens tonight, you kind of feel like the Titanic, depending on what side you're maybe on. True. Yeah, we'll, Very we'll, true. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll see. Well, let's start us off. So Gracie, you're here. And the first question, cause I'm curious, cause now I have a, uh, a child that recently came into the world. Uh, what's it like having Megan as your mom? It's, Really good. I think that it's awesome. I think that the relationship between us is very open and mindful and we can, we're both very trustworthy and I think that we can just be honest with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talk about some pretty big topics, you know, I mean, Grace is nine and you know, there's a lot happening and you know, uh, in the fourth grade and I, you know, the thing I was thinking about this when uh, Gracie decided she wanted to do this with us because she was a little hesitant, you know, I mean, of course, this is a little, could be a little nerve wracking for a nine year old. But um, I was thinking about, you know, people in my generation often feel like they were not able to talk to their parents about certain things. And so it's been really important for Ben, my husband and I, Gracie's dad, to make sure that our kids feel open, you know, that we're open with them and they're, you know, they, they feel comfortable talking to us. Yes. So I, I, I'm curious and well, Megan, you kind of were, were kind of mentioning it too, but maybe Gracie, you can share on what your understanding or what a therapist does. Um, yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll hang up and listen sort of way and just listen to what you feel like. Yeah, what does a therapist do in your opinion? Um, a therapist is a person who you can trust to talk to about big feelings that you think you can't talk to with any other person in your life. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, I think therapists are helpful I think, uh, I think therapists help. Yeah. Yeah. And I think therapists help with mental health and all the. Yeah. Big, big feelings. Yeah. Big feelings. Big feelings. Yeah. Great answer. My goodness. Mm -hmm. She's, Very she's good been answer. paying attention. <laughs> so for everyone listening, Megan's planned this out weeks in advance and this, they're reading off a script right now. No, <laughs> not at all. And so, so Gracie, this doesn't have to be related to your mom. You've been around like the, our office and you've kind of met the other therapists. So maybe just therapists in general, but is there maybe a pet peeve you have about therapists? Maybe some therapists are just maybe just a little too mindful about. Like, <laughs> I love that. Maybe their whole life is just like, being mindful and just being open and they have a zen garden and they're in <laughs> literally every corner of their house and they have peace and love signs and um it's just like you know is that how our house is i hope yeah. not i hope it doesn't turn into one. <laughs> oh yeah we don't have zen gardens in every corner i wish there was a zen garden but yeah yeah i like okay. zen gardens okay Having us in garden just on one corner is important. Yes. Sure. Not yeah, every corner. Or maybe on my bookshelf. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, that, that brings up a, a great point of, you know, can we be too mindful? Ooh, good question. Yes. 
Yes. What does that look like to be too mindful? I imagine a, a woman who is at, who is planting seeds in her backyard and she's going to grow the seeds and she's planted them and she's, and she started to become like those, those seeds are actually like mindfulness and mm -hmm. all of her, uh, all kindness and love and that stuff. And she'll over, she will overwater the seeds and with just so much love and so much kindness that at this point, the plant just can't take it. It starts to rot and it just dies. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I oh, love the imagery. image. Yeah. I love the imagery. Yeah. And so Megan, kind of for you, again, because you're kind of nodding along and that that is incredibly well said. And as the owner, founder, runner, everything of the Mindfulness Center. Yeah. When when else might mindfulness be like too much? Right. Well, I, as she was talking, I was thinking about like, you know, if you're, if you, I think there's, I like balance, right? Like I think that it, we need balance in everything. So if we overdo something, you know, if like, I feel like I'm a pretty mindful person, but if I was too militant or too rigid about mindfulness, I think that then that would turn it into something that was not helpful or, you know, that it would, probably put a bad taste in other people's mouths or whatever. So I think there needs to be some balance in the idea too, that like, you know, I mean, it's not like I'm perfect or, you know, with all this mindfulness stuff, it's more, I'm just human and I just see the world out of this lens and I'm sharing that with other people. Uh, don't feel like I'm trying to shove it down anyone's throat. Uh, but I think it's a unique way of viewing the world. So being able to also balance that with, you know, just being human and normal and not feeling like it has overtaken my life, even though clearly, yes, I own a mindfulness center. So in some ways that's what I'm known for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well said. And yeah. I kind of, yeah, I, Gracie, when I was listening to you, uh, that analogy of like, you know, too much love where the, you know the kind of puppy dog analogy that it's so cute and you love it and if, if you squeeze it too much you know you could hurt it and it made me think about also when you were describing with that imagery that a little bit what we talked about in our last episode of you know how good of an open mind is but sometimes open mind is like too much and it can be kind of dangerous um so i just thought that was incredibly well said and you know gracie for you do you feel like there's any you know, strengths or benefits or privileges that maybe you have because you have a therapist in the home at all times or, or, or are there disadvantages? Uh, I think that there's a lot of benefits for it. One of them, I think, is what I talked about earlier with the relationship is open and is and it's trustworthy and it's honest. We can just be honest with each other. And I think something else is that I can 
have um, some do something like this. And I think that's very fun. Oh, yeah. And she I, has I, this opportunity. I like to talk about my mindfulness. I like to talk about kindness and love mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And the and I can think of some other benefits, but some disadvantages yeah. uh, <laughs> would probably be it's a lot to have a podcast of three businesses. Yeah. And it's a lot because she's always working all the time. And I love that. We love we love work and <laughs> we love we love work, but well some people might not. Uh yeah. but it's a lot. Uh she does a lot of work with but with my dad. He works uh from home and my mom might be in the office sometimes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. It's not that she doesn't have time for me. We always make time for each other, but you know, sometimes uh, her schedule can get in the way. Yeah, I get pulled away because I'm doing networking things or mm -hmm. you know, have meetings away from home. And we love we love taking care of businesses. Sure. And we love yeah, we love um, getting stuff done. Yeah, we love. You know, being productive, being productive. Yeah. The mm -hmm. kids have been a big help too, you know, like if I need help with something and, you know, at the, at the office or something and I'll say, you know, Hey, I need to do this thing. I need to stop by over here. And, you know, I mean, I, our office for them is probably fairly boring, but during the pandemic, Grace would come and sit uh, at the receptionist desk and, do her work or draw or, you know, make little things. She had a little few little booklets. I mean, she's been coming with me, you know, to the office for four years now. So um, there's all sorts of little goodies at my office that she's created. I've been making like little flip books mm -hmm. with like uh, parts that get bigger and smaller and they change colors or, um, I tried to do a bird one where the bird was flying, but then I just got distracted. Yeah. Because I can't draw birds and I can't draw. <laughs> it's well, okay. and so I, I know we may talk about what the pandemic was like, but I do want to first ask because Megan, you have a new unique experience. Obviously, you're Gracie's mother and you're a therapist. And so thinking of those two lens, what maybe do you most admire or most fond of of Gracie? Oh my goodness. Oh, there's so many things. And it's been fun to like watch her, you know, grow older because, you know, she came into this world uh, just very vibrant and, you know, um, some might say fiery, a little fiery. But the thing I love about Gracie that I think most everybody really appreciates about her is that she is not afraid to speak her mind. And you know, being uh, when I was growing up, I felt like I really had to be careful about what I said and who I said it around because I was managing other people's emotions around that. And I feel like Gracie, you know, she's feeling something where we know about it and it's out in the open. And, you know, I think the older she gets, the better she's able to see how, you know, that is received by other people. Um, 
I don't know. It's just really fun to watch like the evolution, the evolving of um, who she is. Uh, I always, you know, with both my kids, I really felt like they came into this world as very unique individuals. Like I didn't really feel like they were, you know, this part of me kind of thing. I know some people might feel that, um, but I feel like Grace has a lot of attributes that I have. She likes lists and she likes schedules. And organization. She, organization. Uh, we love watching home makeover shows together. Um, so Instant Dream Home is my jam. Instant Dream Home. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're on right now. And but then there's so many things that are different from me. And so it's 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 fun to watch that and it's inspiring to me. Because, you know, I think I have to learn better how to speak up for myself or be able to set boundaries and say no in, in scenarios where I'm kind of worried about how the other person's going to take that. So so in short term, what she's saying, she's saying that I'm brutally honest. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She could be a bit brutally honest at times. But you know what? I mean, honestly, there, there's something about that that's very refreshing. And I have mm -hmm. a good friend from college who I felt was brutally honest. And we just, uh, you know, got along so well. And, you know, sometimes it felt very you know, shocking, but it also just felt like, wow, I, it, it was more shocking in a sense of how refreshing, how refreshing for somebody to say exactly what's on their mind and not be worried about how I'm going to perceive it, because that's my responsibility to figure out what to do with that information, you know, and I think I love the book, um, Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, because, you know, and I think a lot about this when raising a daughter of thinking through how, um, you know, my generation, in some ways, there was a taming of girls uh, to be nice girls or good girls, you know, to, you know, act a certain way or not speak or all the things. And I feel like when raising Gracie, I'm thinking through, I don't want to tame her, you know, like I don't want her to be tamed. I want her to continue to be who she is. Um, clearly, we also want to channel some of that energy appropriately. Um, she talks about what she's talked about it for years, wanting to be a business attorney. And now she wants to be a judge which I think she definitely has all the characteristics that would be needed for those uh, fields. So it's exciting to see like, oh, yes, you are, will be an excellent judge one day. You know, what did you want to say? I was going to say um, uh, born to be wild. Born to be wild. And yes. I think uh, going back to about how some girls in your generation were supposed to be tamed and like good girls and nice girls and all that stuff. I think our gener uh, my generation has now become like, you should be untamed and wild and cool and bad and, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. like that, but- Bad I, in what kind of way? Like, you know, savage, like, oh, go, I don't know, smash pumpkins on trick or treat or- Oh, uh, like mean kind of stuff? And not really, but just like, you know, like savage, not like different, you know, mm -hmm. like unique. You To be mm -hmm. unique and different. Uh -huh. Yeah, that that's okay. 
I mean, and it is to be different. It's, it, it is yeah. okay to be different. It is okay. Mm-hmm. But I think that most girls are starting to take it as an advantage. And uh, go go too far with it? Yeah, go too far with it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. interesting also, you know, talking with moms of Gracie's friends, you know, with kids the same age. And I think we're all sort of in that same boat of like, you know, we have these daughters who will speak their mind and we're sort of like, you know, looking at the mom saying like, okay, I'm sorry if they're hurting your daughter's feelings or, you know, and then it's kind of like this fine balance of letting them figure it out, you know, like letting them be who they are and figure it out and, you know, not trying to, you know, I mean, clearly we want to teach, like, I think we try to teach, especially have, she has a sibling, uh, brother who, Carter, who's 12, and, you know, how to get along well with others, but also how to be yourself and not have to tame that too, you know, so it's a fine balance um, that I feel like other parents are feeling also having girls of this, you know, age and generation and stuff. So. Yeah, gosh, great, great insight. Excellent. And I, yeah. I do want to ask, because it would make me think, so Gracie, is there a story or a moment maybe you can, you have in your mind or that you can kind of remember that if we pretend that we didn't, you didn't know your mom was a therapist, that she did this, or there's a memory you have that could just say, oh yeah, well, this is, she's definitely a therapist. Like, have you seen her her like therapist side come out? And is there a story maybe you have about that? Mm, Well, I don't have a specific, a very specific story, but one Mm -hmm. thing that uh, she does when um, she does to really show her therapist side is when I'm talking or just telling a story or telling some drama that might've happened at school or swim team or at somewhere, somewhere, she'll just listen and she'll just listen and she'll tune in and she'll um, tell me if it's a bad situation, she can give me some advice. Uh, Maybe sometimes it's good advice and maybe sometimes it's bad advice, but she will always listen. And I know that for a fact, even when, um, even when I'm in college, even when I am married or when I have kids, And I will always know that I can just be honest with her and I can tell her to, and I can just tell her the truth. And yeah. Is there anything you feel like you couldn't be honest with me about? Let me think about, hold on. (laughs) I'm sure that there is. I was having this conversation with our son, you know, because he's in middle school and there's different things that are happening in middle school. And he's like, Every, you know, we do this frequently because I'll take him, you know, to dentist appointment or whatever. And he's like, I know, mom, we can talk to you about anything. It's kind of like mm-hmm. such a, you know, that nothing you can say, we won't be mad or disappointed or anything, you know, like even if, and I'll even name scenarios, you know, like even if this happens, you know, and he'd be like, oh, mom, that would never happen. I'm like, okay, but, you know, it might, you know, so it's, it's interesting. It's just wanting to have that very open, fluid, you know, I'm sure there's things the kids are going to come across that'll be like, oh, gosh, you know, is this something I tell mom and dad or not? I think there's nothing 
nothing that I cannot be honest about. If I get into a bad situation with some friends or some people, I, my mom and I come home just like disheveled and an absolute mess. I, and my mom asks, what happened? I'm not going to, I, if I feel uncomfortable, I know I can just tell her that. I can tell her, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't feel comfortable telling you that. And she'll understand that. And that's also something that I like. It's open. Yeah. And it's just, like I said, I've said this a billion times, but it's honest and it's, yeah. it's trustworthy. Yeah, I don't even know if I could have this conversation with my own parents when I was nine, mm. right? Like to say, no, I couldn't. Yeah. or to describe the type of relationship that I had with my parents at the time that one, maybe they didn't even want to know, or they weren't even in a brain space to think that that was something that we needed to or wanted to be talking about. But, you know, I remember being a kid thinking about, um, man, I wish, I wish I could just tell my mom or dad this about like what I wish they would be doing differently. Because that's one thing we also talk about is, is there anything you need differently from me? We ask, you know, the kids like as parents, is there any other way you need us to show up to best support you? Right. Or, or differently or more or something like is there something we're missing you know because we we think we're doing a fairly good job or you know we're trying to be the parents maybe that we wish we had had more of when we were kids but you know we're not living in this generation at this time and so we don't know if we're missing something mm -hmm. yeah and gosh that is so um special that also you all have that coming back to that you know, I being able to have that conversation because similar to you, Megan, I couldn't have that with, you know, my my, my parents. You can't can't even imagine. Maybe you know a part of it now, but Megan, you kind of mentioned and you wanted to talk about the pandemic and what that was like. So tell me a little bit about what we yeah, have, Megan. What what that was like for your family? Yeah, I mean, I think it was unique. You know, because Dad was home with the kids. He, my husband, works from home. And he was the one kind of in charge of the schooling at home because I would go to my office to do uh, either telehealth sessions or, you know, for a while there, we weren't doing any in-person. Um, so that was different maybe for us that I wasn't the main person with the kids. And uh, during some of that time, my husband was also uh had an injury and we have a lot of stairs. So there was a trickiness around uh, limiting of what dad was able to do. So um, the kids had to help out a lot more and help with laundry and dishes and all sorts of stuff that maybe, you know, I think they were, they were the right age and it was appropriate, but maybe younger than what some people uh, have their kids help out at. But I'm curious what it was like for Grace to be at home during the pandemic and now kind of comparing that with being back in school. You want my honest opinion or nothing? <laughs> or, I think you're going to give us your honest opinion. My honest opinion is that I think business was booming because I think that the pandemic was very stressful for people. And I think a lot of people uh had family members or very close people that they just loved with their whole hearts and they could they would give away 
anything and everything just to spend five more minutes with them mm. because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, therapy began to uh, rise. Yeah. Like, yeah. So business was booming. Business was booming for me, but what was it like for you? What was it like for you to be, because you, I think you were in the second grade. I was in the second grade. Third, first grade, I think maybe first grade yeah. when it all started, uh, half the year, and then second grade, you were home the whole year. Uh, so short term, lonely. Long term, uh, it was lonely because, one, it was a pandemic. There was mm -hmm. um, a virus going around that if you caught, you could possibly die from it. And I know that a lot of people did. Um, so that's a reason one for, uh, that's why I was lonely COVID reason two, um, just to put it straightforward, I don't have, uh, like I had some, I've always struggled with friends. Uh, I feel like, uh, uh, my closest friend would be my brother and I, so, and my brother would always be distracted with like gaming or whatever he does and school and I would be and I would have school but it was second grade and my brother was in like was in fifth so obviously my brother had a lot probably more had he did have a lot more work to do and to get done and then I was over here with second grade my teacher teaching me about you know, still teaching me about addition and subtraction and all that stuff. And um, when to capitalize a sentence or whatever you teach in second grade. Yeah. But my I my brother had a lot more work to do. And um, he was he was literally my brother. We live in the same house. And then all my other friends and then all other people um, that aren't my family members are just in the neighborhood, but their parents yeah. don't really let them go out because of this virus. And I know that my parents are very aware of COVID and they would hate for someone to, hate for anyone to get it really. Um, but I think other parents were uh, too aware of it, which is exactly like what we were saying earlier, mindfulness, like yeah. how you can be mm -hmm. too mindful. Oh, I think that yeah. they were way, yeah. I think that they were, uh, they were aware about themselves that that and it bled out onto their children yeah wow. so now yeah. their children are now scared of covid and viruses and all this stuff and um it's and i'm not saying that it's bad to be aware of viruses but you just can't be too aware of it yeah. if your whole life is to just spend time at home and just in a little corner watching TikTok or YouTube or uh, Twitter or Instagram or whatever, um, then I think, again, honest opinion, you need to get out in the world and do something. Yeah. And I think uh, that's what happened with a lot of kids because uh, they were stuck just in their houses. With their parents. With their parents. Worried. Worried yeah. that this virus is going around, it's going to kill everybody that I know, and I can't go outside, and then it's just going to keep going, and they're just going to keep getting so stressed about it, 
that they just can't do anything, that they just want to just stay inside. They want to stay in their little cramped corner in their room. They just want to do school. And what, what I've noticed too is about, you know, when the pandemic first hit, it was sort of this really scary thing. We went into lockdown you know, everybody was like trying to avoid getting this. And so the messaging, you know, and we have grandparents that live nearby. So we were trying to be really mindful because they have pre-existing conditions. So our family was trying to be mindful of making sure we didn't get it to give it to them. You know, we are pretty healthy people. So we weren't super worried about whether or not we got it. But just about, you know, about it you know hello can you hear me um no, you're still i here. think you know it's okay the story about you know or what we know about the virus has kind of shifted and changed over time and sometimes for kids you know my son will still wear a mask to school even though he's had covid twice and he's had all the vaccines and all that stuff you know, that's his comfort level, partly because we also sort of had originally put in his mind, like, this could be most helpful for you or the people around you to wear the mask, you know, like getting the kids on board with all that. So I think even though this has been going over a long, longer period of time, the messaging has sort of shifted and changed, or we have more information. So kids and kids at different ages, sometimes it's hard for them to realize, you know, wait a minute, but this thing is happening and we can't be in a room full of people, you know, and we're like, well, now we can because enough people have had it or you've had your, you know, precautions have been taken and that kind of stuff. So I think that could be confusing too. Was, I that, think, was that confusing for you? Um, No, not really. <laughs> okay. I always love like big crowds of people and I love to get involved in social activities. And then COVID hit, and I was kind of just like, oh, um, this virus is going around. I'll wear masks. Um, I'll get the COVID shot as soon as I can, and I'll do everything. But in the meantime, who's ready to party? And then no one else, just crickets. Yeah. And then no right. one else. And I think still, even though with uh, COVID um, still around, but um, smaller than it was before, uh, I think people are um, starting to get back out in the open and they're starting to, you know, get back out there and they're starting, you yeah. know, to open up again. Yeah. And um, I also think that it's, I think it's also made people uncomfortable, a lot more uncomfortable about um, sicknesses and like, <clears throat> oh my goodness like yeah oh my goodness people are you coughing oh, you need to go uh you need to go um stay at your house and because you coughed like literally once but if it like keeps happening you might want to you probably want to take a covid test and if it comes back negative then you can just tell people oh don't worry i took um a covid test and it came back negative and but if it's positive you know what to do i mean we've been in this um we've been yeah. in this pandemic for two years now so uh you know just pointing just yeah stay home and mm -hmm. try to not interact with people keep covid test uh covid test every time that you, you think, think you that you should it. yeah like if the cough starts to go away or all 
or your symptoms start to go start to go away, then just COVID test. If it comes back negative, then uh, you may want to take a day to rest or something yeah. to make sure your body heals. But if it is still positive, keep quarantining and all that stuff. Do you remember when you had COVID? Uh, the first time I got COVID. Oh, yes, I do. It was the last week of third grade, and I wanted to be there so bad. My teacher started to absolutely brag about this pizza party that we were having. And oh, no. all the fifth graders um, leave. And I was like, oh, I have to be there. I have to be there. And I think I forgot about COVID because I got it. And yeah. someone mm -hmm. else in my class, I think I got it from them. Her name is, no, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But she, <laughs> did she, um, she got COVID and I got it from her. And yeah. So you were sad that you had to miss the pizza party. I was party. so sad. And mm -hmm. uh, all the fifth graders graduated. And um, some fifth graders that live in my neighborhood that went to Norton. And uh, <laughs> they told, they, they were describing the first graders, the first graders, those small little children, they held up banners and little posters for the fifth graders. Aww. And I wanted to be there so bad mm -hmm. because I heard that was so, so cute. Yes. But I missed <laughs> it. So you remember the emotional impact of it. Do you remember physically? Did you do you remember any of your symptoms or anything? Oh, I had this very runny and stuffy nose and um, my nose was just so irritated and I had this sore throat and it felt like someone was scratching it with a, like with a plastic butter knife. Trust me, that's not a pleasant feeling. It's much more sharper than <laughs> Yeah, I believe um, you. And it was so annoying. And it was just in the back of my throat. And I sound and my voice just sounded just Yes. Like, Would you be worried about getting it again? No. Yeah. I mean, if there's something, if there's something, if COVID starts to if COVID numbers start to shoot up again, then I will take awareness of it. I will wear a mask to school. I will you I will wash my hands. I will use hand sanitizer. I will wipe my desk. I will do everything I possibly can yes. to make sure I don't get COVID. Because I've had it two times, and trust me. Two times? Yeah, in summer. Oh, I don't remember that. No. No? No, but uh, hey, I also want to ask you, um, when I got COVID, when was that? Do you remember when I got COVID? No. Oh, OK. Whoa, 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 wait. When was it? This summer, 4th of July. No. Oh, okay. So she doesn't even remember. <laughs> I have some really interesting stories about. Tell me, tell me, tell me. No, this, I'm not oh, sure. Oh no, 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 I remember. And then Carter got COVID, and then Carter got COVID and everything. Yes. And we were just like, uh, just you know. Yes. Um, you started. I think that uh, you had it for so long that it wasn't contagious. Anymore, well, right? I had it. You had it for two, like two weeks. Yeah. And well, but you, you thought I was gonna die. Do you remember? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So you she wasn't coughing. worried about herself when she I was wasn't. COVID, but she thought I was going to die. Because uh -huh. this, this lady over here, this wonderful, beautiful lady, <laughs> was coughing up a storm. She was coughing up a storm. She was coughing up um, Hurricane Katrina. Okay. Okay. She oh, yeah. You. There was a lot of tissues on the floor because she had a stuffy nose and it, it was runny. And she just looked so unwell. And I was like, okay. 
we need to do something like right now, like, or else you're going to die. You're going to be, you're going to, we're going to have a funeral and you're going to oh, be in a coffin and <laughs> you're going to go to the hospital and everything bad is just going to happen. Um, and it worried me so much. Yes. But I was okay. You were okay. She yeah. survived. Yeah. Somehow. We survived. So we're good. So I, I, I know we're kind of, this is so great and entertaining and fun. There's a lot of ways to describe it. And I'm going to go into a big one here that I take away from just maybe watching you all interact and Gracie, you share and Megan, you share about each other, but uh, we're running low on time. I do like to end with the game, but I'm going to preface it with a big observation. And I know I like to, you know, I like to include music and how I describe things. There's this great, um, band called the Ava Brothers, and they have this wonderful song. And in this song, they they say, and it's a great quote, that, that there is nothing worth sharing like the love that lets us share our name. And I think that's so powerful and kind of seeing you interact, that, that song kind of comes to mind. And so, Gracie, your mom and I have been talking about that, you know, here comes Thanksgiving in a few weeks, and last week we we're talking about traditions. So maybe to have the the game that we close with is that, what is maybe your fa favorite family tradition or something that you all do that is unique or special just to your family? So I've had for Thanksgiving specifically oh. or Christmas no, no, or just, anything no, in any, general. Any, any, anything okay. in general. Okay. Yeah. So when I was in third grade, we had this social studies project and I did something about a white elephant. I'll tell you about white elephant. Fast forward a year later, in fourth grade, we had a social studies project again. It was the exact same thing as the as the project in third grade. So I just decided to. So what I did in third grade, the task was, what's a culture that you do for the holidays and Christmas and or Hanukkah or that stuff. Um, and uh, I talked about white elephant, and then the same thing happened in third grade. I mean, in fourth grade, but it was this time just anything how like, do we do white elephant we do we, we do, do white that? elephant with uh the our family members from my dad's side all gather at my grandparents house on my dad's side um <clears throat> and we if you want to play you have to bring you have to bring a gift but they're usually like kind of silly gifts they're really funny and humorous and just like you why would you need this gift <laughs> like why do you have a pack of socks with your aunt's face on it or why do you have an airpod case that has socks on it like yeah excuse you kind of <laughs> kind of weird random stuff yeah but so you'll bring the gift in you'll put it we put it usually um we put it in like a big pile and um draw numbers we draw a number and uh, the person with one goes first and they pick a gift, um, they open it, they tell everyone uh, what they got. The, and the second person, uh, the, the person with uh, two on their, um, on their card says, oh, I'm two, I'm gonna go next. They have the choice to pick another gift from the uh, pile or to steal one's gift oh. if they, um, if they do, then I think one goes again. Yes. Yeah. And how many times can the gift get stolen? One gift can only get stolen one. Three, time? three times? Three times. Two times. Two third two. time is the last time. Yeah. Three times is the last. And, and the person with number th with three, usually they pick a pile. They usually pick a pile from, but yes. 
And then but the, they can steal. And then one gets to go again. At the and then end. at the very end, one gets to go again. Yeah. It's very fun. And I like to do it. And it's fun. Yeah. And it's funny. And I, the one I got last year was this Reese's Pieces 18 package. It was just wow. long, like just long. Reese's like, Peanut Butter Cup. Reese's Pe- Peanut Butter Cup. Yes. Uh, trademark. And trademark. We have a lot of family members who really like Reese's peanut butter cups. And it was just this long stick and package with 18. And I think you did a good job sharing those. I did. (laughs) I did. I ate like 17 of those. I should probably share like probably not all at the same time. Possibly. Maybe you wouldn't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Well, this has been so much fun, and I, I, we might have to do it again, or get your son, or or Ben yeah, as well. Sure. We could do a family family episode as the well. Family but, version, yeah. But anything else, guys? Before we we sign off. Uh, gotta sign off. Therapy is amazing. <laughs> Go to the Louisville Mindful if you need therapy right now. <laughs> Amen. She's she's a good uh, uh, marketing person for me no this has been fun i you know i i think clearly gracie's gotten more comfortable as our 45 minutes has gotten you know through but it's fun i mean it's fun to see throughout the years i've we've done little videos that have been on our um global mindfulness center facebook page where i've asked gracie certain questions and stuff so people can go back and look at that but you know it's it's fun to see her at nine and to see her understand what I do and what I'm trying to accomplish. And um, hopefully she's proud of me and I'm proud of her. And I'd love it if she came back on another episode. Now, anyway, like I was saying, (laughs) if you need therapy, go to Louisville Mindfulness Center because the Louisville Mindfulness Center is amazing and they get therapy. Yes. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Amen. Well, Thank you all. And everybody, thank you for listening. Thanks, Rob.